Now, today what I want to do, instead of preaching a sermon, is I want to show you uh, the, the gospel uh, tool that I, I showed you a brief video about last week. It's called The Three Circles. And you're going to be seeing a little bit of this over the coming little while because I don't know about you, but I learn best by repetition. Is that anyone else here? You learn by just seeing it again and again. And so I'm still kind of learning this myself, but um, I'm going to show it to you now. And then on Tuesday night, we're going to drill into it a little bit more slowly and give you a chance to uh, become a bit more familiar with actually using it yourselves, all right? So that's, the, that's what we're going to kick off with on this Tuesday night before we get into some of the, the meatier questions there on subsequent days. So I hope you can all see the board from where you are. Can everyone see all right? Um, now, luckily, we, we don't need to have the artistic skills of a couple of our special people in the, in the church today to do this very simple little drawing. So here you go. Um, here is the gospel in three circles. You ready? This is what we're all on about. Has anyone noticed how kind of cracked and broken this world is? There's, um, you know, there's, there's death. There's just brokenness in relationships with one another. There's lots of anger, greed. Oh, you're, you're clever. We've got a clever one down there. That's right. So it's a broken world that we live in, isn't it? But... That's not the way God created the world, is it? God created the world in love and it was perfect. We were in perfect, loving relationship with God, with other human beings, with one another and with creation. So it was perfect. That's how God created it. Now, when God made human beings in this perfect world, he gave us something called free will, which basically means we get to choose. We get to choose things. We get to make decisions and make choices. Now, with those decisions and choices, unfortunately, humanity chose to turn away from God and kind of run the other direction, so to speak. And we decided to live our own way. Uh, we, we disobeyed God and his loving rule and reign. And Baxter, what might that be called? You said the word before, sin. That's basically the name we give to sin. When we uh, live our own way instead of God's way, when we turn our back on God's loving rule and reign and do things our own way. And of course, Sin is what's created this broken world that we live in now. Now, people um, try all sorts of things to escape this broken world. They might try um, relationships. They might try and escape the brokenness through success or work. 
They might try and escape through dr uh, drugs, or spell, or alcohol. Okay. Um, they might even try and escape the world and, and this brokenness through things like religion and, and church. And maybe it surprises you to hear me put that there, but, but sometimes uh, people try all sorts of things in their own effort and their own strength to try and escape this broken world. But unfortunately, all that this does is we just, it just bungees us. We snap back into this broken world. None of these things can ever really free us from the broken world that we're in. However, God doesn't leave us stuck trying to make our own way out of this broken world. He had a plan. And that plan was to send to earth his, his son, Jesus Christ, who, who is God. And he came and he lived amongst us. And unlike the rest of us, Jesus was perfect. He lived in this world here. He was perfect. And so as the only perfect person, he was able to die on behalf of us. And he died on the cross. But because Jesus is perfect and Jesus is the source of life, death couldn't hold him down and he rose from the dead. And what this means for us is that for anyone who uh, believes in Jesus and uh, repents of all the, the brokenness in their life, and so that's basically um, a, you know, a fancy word that means turning back to God. So instead of trying to do things our own way, we repent and we turn, turn back to God. And when we do that, Jesus fills us with his spirit and we are made brand new. We're made, we're called new creations. He changes who we are and we are reunited with God's perfect love and perfect life. And Jesus is really the only way we can escape this brokenness. Um, the only way we can stop trying to uh, work our way out of this brokenness on our own. Uh, when we're filled with the Spirit, it gives us the, um, the, the, the power and the life to live differently in this world and then to live forever in eternity with God. And so I guess the question I have for each one of you is which of these two circles are you currently living in? Are you currently living in the broken circle where you've turned your back on God and you're trying all of these different things to escape the brokenness? Or are you a new creation filled with his spirit and living in perfect relationship and perfect love with your God? 
So I guess if you're having this conversation one-on-one -on -one with someone, um, you know, they would, they would identify which of these two circles. And for many people in our, in our, our world, it is actually this uh, broken circle here that they're living in. And I, I wonder whether there's even some of us here today who, who maybe, you know, we, we know about God, we know the stories about, about Jesus, but maybe we've been trying to escape the chaos and escape the difficulty and escape the brokenness in our own strength. And maybe you've been finding that it just bungees you back in there. It just snaps you back into that world of brokenness. And maybe this afternoon God is speaking into your heart and he's saying, hey, let, let me take that burden. Let me pay that penalty. Let me give you my life and fill your life with the, the, the perfect um, love and life of Jesus Christ. And, and, and let me be your freedom from this broken world. And certainly if you, if you want to ask me more questions about this afterwards, I'd love to talk to you about it um, some more. When you share these three circles with someone, you can then lead them through a simple prayer if, if they do identify that they are living in brokenness but would like to live in um, perfect relationship with God. And so we might just pray now together. I'll get you to bow your heads and I'm just going to lead us all in, in a prayer that maybe um, you could lead a friend in or maybe it's a prayer that you want to pray this afternoon. As I said, if you are sensing that God is, is, is saying, hey, you're living here, but is inviting you to, to live here, then just um, in your mind as I pray, just, just pray this prayer with me. Let's just bow our heads. Heavenly Father, I, I know I've been... Um, living things in my way, not your way. And I'm sorry that I've been uh, using uh, lots of different ways and using myself to try and escape the chaos and the brokenness and the sin in my life. So I just say sorry and I, Lord, I turn back to you today. I believe that you sent Jesus, that he died on the cross and rose from the dead so that I can be forgiven of my sins and united to you in your perfect love and life. And so, Lord Jesus, would you come and live in my life by your Holy Spirit? Would your presence make me into that new creation that you have promised? I just, um, Lord, I just pray that I would uh, learn to, to live in the power and the strength of your Holy Spirit as one of your new, new people. Lord, I thank you that you are faithful. Lord, I thank you that um, you are uh, near to those who call out to you. So I thank you for your life-giving power. In Jesus' name, amen. And look, you, you don't need to use those particular words as those special words, but uh, I, I guess it can be helpful to use these three circles as a, as a way of praying. So confessing our sin and our, um, and our brokenness, believing in Jesus, repenting, turning back to God and thanking him for filling us with his Holy Spirit and making us into new creations. All right. Any questions or comments about that one?
So on Tuesday night, we're going to go through that again, but a little bit more slowly and we'll give you a chance to actually uh, talk it out with one another a little bit and, and to hopefully just get some words flowing for you. I think it's really important that we, we know how to just share the basics of our faith. What does Acts 1.8 say? Acts 1.8. I think Steve's on the on the look up. Very good, Graham. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, etc., etc., etc. So, church, um, when you uh, have Jesus living in you, you'll receive power, and you'll become His witnesses. So. Really, we all need to have the words to be witnesses, don't we? So this stuff is, is really important, all right? Okay, that's all I have for you. I'm going to... Um